Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Things That Matter with Marty McNabb. If you've been listening over this last year or year and a half, you know by now that I have been fascinated for over 25 years with the stories that get attached to things. Photos, obviously, are a big part of that, but everything we surround ourselves with. You'll see today, and if you're watching on YouTube, I have things that matter, whole bunch of objects behind me, and they have stories attached to them. And if you're also watching, you will see that my guest also has a bunch of objects behind her, and I'm sure every single one has a story to tell as well. But before, we're not going to know all the stories of all these things but we will talk about one particular thing. But before that, I want to um, give you a little background about how I met my guest. So Sharon Wonder uh, showed up in probably a breakout room um, in our last minute, we were all thrown together on a virtual conference for the photo managers. So yep, Three weeks before the conference, uh, our uh, the leader or the founder of the photo managers had to make an important decision. And that was, do we cancel the conference altogether or do we go online? And she chose to go online. And I am so grateful that she did. I met so many great people. And here we are, the beginning of a very scary time, COVID, we didn't know what what to expect, what was coming. But every time I found myself in a breakout room with Sharon, I felt okay. I felt safe. I felt her smile, her energy, her warmth shine through. And so we continued a friendship over the year and then was so grateful to finally meet her in person at our Denver conference in 2022, was it? 2022. Oh my God, has time gone so fast and so much has happened. But without further ado, I want to um, welcome Sharon to the stage and to share the object, the thing that matters to her. So take it away. Thank you, Marty, for having me today. I know it took a lot of little bits of scheduling to get me here, and I appreciate your patience. Wanted to be here. Um, wanted to share that conference is one of the most important things to attend. And yes, I got to meet you when you introduced the speaker, which when I heard you talk, I was like, your energy is just gracious. You were, I could tell right away you were kind and that I wanted to get to know you better. So I reached out and said hello, and we started our friendship there. And I say the biggest gift that you probably gave me was sitting at those tables at dinner and you left for a second. I'm like, wait, where'd my friend go? <laughs> Chairs gone. And you came back with a fan for me, which was the best thing that I could have ever had when you start getting it. Perimenopause <laughs> um, <laughs> hot flashes. So your kindness was lovely and got me through the rest of the conference. I became a certified manager in 2021 which was amazing. And I was so excited to meet my friends, meet all the people. And I was going, going, going. And then I got sick. And what I found out is that I have glioblastoma multiform. It's not a 
name that you want to hear is not a diagnosis you want to deal with, but I'm getting through it. And the way I feel like I'm getting through it is by doing those legacy projects. You know, you start to realize that you've got to tie up loose ends. You wonder why you started collecting watches your whole life. Mm -hmm. You realize you didn't have time. Uh And that's just such beautiful, beautiful um, hindsight, right? You learn something as you go backwards. (laughs) But I feel like as I was doing these legacy gifts, legacy was not a word that felt warm to me and I couldn't figure it out because I would read it. Yeah, legacy, whatever. To me, that was financial and it was transactional. Mm -hmm. I was like, how do I take that word and warm it up? And I learned that if you do goodbye gifts, you can make some love through it. And then you've got little love messages. So as I'm wanting my kids, I have three in the twenties. I want my kids to understand they'll be okay and create things that are closure as I'm closing up my, my life. So I kept making things like, um, Marty got to see it. Uh, one of the things that I do every year is buy a village and put in my fireplace mantle. And it got so overwhelming and cluttered. Nobody knew what it was. They weren't looking at it anymore. So I took a picture of each one last year or two years ago in Denver and created an album out of it with the story. So the actual photos next to the village that would tell like a yearbook story of that moment, why I bought that for that year at the holiday. And now people love to look at it. The kids come over, they show the book and it's being used much better. So things like that where I was able to protect my whole photo library. And once that was done and called from 52,000, pictures were I'm a photographer so it was like ah you know you can't get rid of a photo Uh and then you realize that you need to get rid of some photos so I took down to half of that to tell the good stories so now I'm at 25,000 and when that got organized and categorized then it was so easy to do the photo projects because it's done and I can reach for them I can find them right so then as I'm realizing the other thing that happens is there's a pattern in the story my daughter had shared with me that she doesn't um, think that there were a lot of pictures of mother-daughter together. So as I'm editing, I'm tagging and keywording, realizing that I'm going to be making a photo album for her oh. to show her that I was involved in her life, that I was there. She just never really looked back to see them. So I right. feel like those patterns start happening when you're working with the photos. So as you're organizing, you come up with these ideas. Right. Um, so then the other thing, and I know Marty and I have talked about this, that I'm just not necessarily uh, connected to things. I used to be a feng shui um, photo, not a photo organizer, but a feng shui cleaner outer. So somebody who had a lot of clutter, I loved going in there, repack, somebody who packed, moved, I love to pack and unpack. Uh-huh. Not a lot of people like to do that, right? <laughs> no. But I just have so enjoyed looking at my stuff. When we first got this book, Things That Mattered, I'm like, I feel like I only have one thing that really matters to me. And that was my first photo, my first piece of art that I had ever done in my life. Oh. And I actually got to have that back for my sister. And that was really fun to see. I really believe that was the only thing I ever cared about. And then as I started to give my stuff away, I came into my art studio mm-hmm. and I looked around. And I'm going to show you over here. I looked around and I just, I started to actually bawl and sob because I realized if I'm going to get rid of all my stuff, the one thing that I really struggle getting rid of is going to be my art, all of my supplies, my paint. Years ago, um, in in interior design, I got very frustrated. Man, I'm like, I am not. An, it's not that I'm necessarily an artist, but it's that that's what still brings me joy. Yes. And so, 
I remember thinking, I don't do this. And I'm done doing all this type of media. I'm wasting money. I'm raising young kids. So I would consistently get rid of it, donate it, and, and be done. I'm like, I quit. <laughs> and I realized universe, if you really want to be doing this stuff and you're open to listening to what your purpose is, universe does not let you just throw things away. Suddenly, the materials and the art was coming back in. Probably did the throwaway two or three times, wow. which is not very frugal. <laughs> and then it would come back. And I finally got a space in my house once I got my empty nesters to empty nest and launch. <laughs> I got my own space where I got to put my stuff out and spread it out. So if I was doing a project, I didn't have to like do it three. I don't know if you run into that, Marty, where you do something you like can't get to. So you stuff it in a corner and you never pull it out again. Right. So the cool thing about having a studio is that I can come in and when I have five minutes, I don't have to restart. I can just come in, which is very good one for my brain. Yeah. And just therapeutic right now because it's it, this is a hard diagnosis. I'm trying to live it very positively, but to come in and just be quiet for five to six minutes, close the brain off, feel like I'm doing something productive is definitely, definitely how we have to live now. Yeah. So that is my item. That is my story. And it's going to be really hard to figure out who is going to need these products because I cannot just toss them. So I'm looking around for my watercolor artists and the people that I know would appreciate it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So let's see. So it's in essence, the thing that matters. Um, you, you had mentioned about the book, uh, what we keep. So, and that reminds me of, um, so you must've heard me introduce, uh, my friend, Bill Shapiro, um, for, yeah, who is a keynote. Um, so yeah, what we keep, um, and, uh, and, and, and so your thing that matters is in a lot of ways is your art studio in is, is all the things in there not spe not a specific painting or a specific piece of art, but just like the art supplies, like the being an artist. Correct. And it's not that I found this other thing really interesting, Marty. Tell me if this is something you've run into. Like at night, I'll go to sleep and I'll think about some memories. One of them being, here's an example, going to bed and I'm having the memory of my dad, who was a professor at a college. And we would, it must've been the sweet 16 event. Cause I'm hearing the squeak, squeak, squeak with the basketball court. And I'm <laughs> just catapulted into my dad's um, experience of taking me to the game so that we can watch them. And then walking around the, the basketball stadium, trying to pick up on, on boys because I'm in my <laughs> high school years, you know, <laughs> it's the memory of these things that there are no photos of Marty. And so you're in your head going, how do I represent that memory? How do I hold and save that memory? To me, that's what matters now at this point. And I call them memories that are inside my skin, but they're not documented. And so I've been trying to figure out artistically, how do you, how do you document something like that? So I've been trying to take a journal and draw something that would represent the gym or the, 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 the sneakers on the shoes that make uh -huh. it something sensory. So yeah. I think that's the piece that you start realizing as you start to close up your life is that there are memories that you have never been able to document. Right. Right. Well, no, I have not faced that. I haven't thought about it in that way. But, you know, I, it, it makes me think recently I had a memory that 
it it kind of surprised me because it was for from such a long time ago and i was like how did that you know there wasn't a smell there wasn't a scent i don't know where it came from per se but it was and obviously it was not something that was documented it was just you know it just came to mind and i was like well I haven't thought about that in like, you know, 30, 40 years or something. So I think you hold some of those colors. I'm a watercolorist is what I've chosen. I used to do mixed media and I had it all. And then I realized the watercolor for me is the perfectionism. It's being able, because you're going to make a mistake. And I don't like making mistakes. Control, obviously, in a diagnosis like this, you have no control. And so it's being able to paint and tell yourself if it doesn't turn out, the imperfection is just as beautiful. And so you look at these colors because you have to color mix and there's a lot of recipes you make and you, you pull one out, like let's just say Viridian, this beautiful green. And so as you start to paint, you start to have memories to that color. So you start to attach them. And I think you have to watch for that too, not to get too attached to the things that you have because it's not gonna last forever. Yeah. But to know that you have this color and now it's you've done something beautiful and now you've attached to a memory of it, that's kind of fun. Yeah about colors. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. It was our, our conversation in Denver was so fascinating. The little bit of your discussion about feng shui and, you know, material culture, you know, and how, where you place things and of what colors and what uh, materials and all of that kind of stuff was really, I hadn't, I hadn't really thought, I hadn't even thought, even though 10 years, over 10 years I've been doing this work. I hadn't thought like there's entire um, academic fields in material culture. Um, and, uh, you know, what are museums and historical societies, but great big show and tales. I mean, it's it's that. And, and I remember going to certain museums and being like, oh, like every object is designed. Like it, what, so there was somebody that had an idea that wrote it down, then it's either that somebody made it or somebody else had to replicate it. Like it, it was just a fascinating thing when, you know, I, I was just kind of like, whatever I see a little bit background in science, a little less understanding of all the processes, but you, you helped me start thinking, you know, thinking differently about, um, the things, these things that, that, that matter. I love that. And the other piece that I think helped for me is feng shui takes you to nature. And so when you're connected to nature, you see things in a much better, not better, but different capacity and different perspective, which is definitely what I wanted at the point to grow and learn um, mm. and get connected to seeing things differently. I have a T-square that I purchased when I went to school for interior design. And I have never been able to get rid of that either. Huh. But, because <laughs> it's just the, you know, you might want to use it again. You have the frugality of, there's that meaning to that T-score and all the hard work and tears, especially my lighting class that you, that you had to get through. <laughs> and if you throw it away, you definitely don't want to buy another one of those. So that's stuffed up. I haven't pulled it out for years, but I know that it's up there in the basement. Yeah. Wow. wow. So it's like, you're, you, you're having the opportunity there. There's a, a film called three, 360 Hollywood or something along that line. So that 
talks about excavating um you know the 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 sense of that same that that same experience of excavating your life and in their case yeah right really intense but in their case there were two um uh grandchildren that um were charged with the um the the work of of going through their grandmother's house you i think you might have heard i do remember that, that now yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. very good documentary worth worth a watch yeah absolutely now we're gonna have to do that there is no doubt that we are born we live and then we don't we we all die but we ignore that we we're scared of talking about it it's not our culture but yeah. we know that we're heading there and so it's just it's how do you how are you going to deal with that are you going to see it are you going to live your fullest life what risks are you going to take but it's coming so yeah. you know getting your affairs in order organizing yourself is a huge deal Absolutely. and eventually you're going to have enough loved ones life yeah and it teaches us so much yeah wow and i know you, i loved what you talked about about uh legacy and yes that you know it it has such a when you look it up it has such a you know, like finite like just you know um financial like it always seemed financial or legal and i love the this idea about you know path, you know like and whether whether your children will at this very moment appreciate that or understand it or whatever is irrelevant what was important is that you do that it's a gift and that they can take it from there and it may not you know hit them in the same way as it did you creating these gifts these legacy gifts for them but you never know it might not be them it might be their children right we we just we don't know but 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 like you said putting the personal into the history into the legacy is so so important Right. Marty, one of the things we talked about was being able to do things that were inside of our skin, right? That we don't feel. And so I figured out that monthly I write a newsletter when I go to sleep and I have this memory that I don't have documentation to. And I know that they don't care about it right now. They're so busy living their 20s yeah. that I don't want to interrupt that. But I'm writing the story. And then the last bottom part, I'm doing a from my photo collection, some sort of something like I sewed a lot. So I made a slideshow. To show it at the bottom. And again, I'm not assuming they're going to look at it, but I'm keeping it in a booklet. And so when they get older and they care, they can go in there and they can enjoy it. So, so the writing has been very important to me too. And I love being able to do that for them. Oh, what a gift. What an amazing gift. And speaking of gifts, I know, and and I'm going to probably go out of order a little bit in, in publishing this um, this podcast. But I know that you have a big gift that you're giving our community of uh, photo managers or what I refer to myself personally as a legacy artist, which I think was is you as well. So I think, you know, I love that idea, right? Legacy artists, that's what we're what we're about. Um, so uh, can will you share a little bit about this? this? Share that. Can I add that I've got a little Banksy energy, a <laughs> little Legacy artist Banksy. Can we do that? Like a <laughs> photo, photo bomb love <laughs> method. So one of the things I was able to 
do. And I had thought about it a year or so ago. And I just, I sent it out to universe and let it be timely. And it has been kismet. It connected very well with the advisory board. Kathy was able to accept it and say yes to the proposal, which is I'm sharing $3,000 to an applicant who wants to share a legacy client story, something that they've been working with, that they're proud of, that they worked really hard on, that they learned from, that they are connected to, that they would want to apply and have this payment for flights, any of the costs. But I just want to help people. And in doing that, I want to then, my platform is being able to have dialogue about depth. I want people to be okay and open because if we meet these people and what we were truly supposed to do, and when I whooshed through the certification, because I just, I wanted it, I needed it, but I didn't go through my head going, oh, when I do the certification, I need to do it the full direction. And then when I got diagnosed, I was like, oh, it is time to make the collection. I don't have time at this point, not on my side. We've got to finish this up. So fortunately, my friend Lucy was able to get me there. Um, but in doing that, it was a realization I need clients. I want photo managers who specialize in these clients and aren't scared to say, not only am I doing legacy, but I have worked with them and I have learned how to handle them. One of the biggest ones is you make an appointment and then you hear some people going, ah, oh, they keep canceling their appointment. But when you're sick and you keep changing the, the appointment, the person who's health challenged gets kind of frustrated because they don't want to keep saying, you know, this is a burden, this is hard. Right. So there's an etiquette on the other side to understand and have some empathy and compassion. And I think that's going to, that I think on the photo manager side, that takes some conversation. I think there's many, many photo managers out there who are ready to do it and they just need a little bit of oomph to understand why they're doing it. Yes. That's, yeah. that's the bottom line, right? Is that we protect it till the very, very end. Yeah. No, I I, I totally, I appreciate it. <clears throat> I think, like you said, I think we last, um, the last conference, we did end up talking a bit about <clears throat> challenging conversations um, and, you know, um, uh, was it Rhoda? I can't remember her last name, she but probably she, was. Yeah. she does very good subjects. Yeah. 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 So she did something. So, and we talked in that session about having, um, you know, sort of, a a, a a path that people, you know, like a special, uh, training, for people who want to work specifically in these situations where they're, they're, the end of life is in in you know not you know is 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 coming towards towards the people and we're helping them get to get through the process so that they can have a, a finished legacy or as finished as it can be with whatever time that they have. Um, and we definitely need people who are comfortable with the, the subject and are comfortable with people who are facing this this uh, big challenge. If you can make that relationship, they'll be open enough to share with you when they're struggling and you can understand even more, which what a gift to be able to get there, right? Yeah. I know I would have loved that. And I know if I, I, here's the other thing. I feel like I know if I just said, hey, I need your help on our Facebook site, a hundred photo managers would have come in and said, I'm here for you. I know that I would have had the support. For some reason, I needed to come in and do it by myself, which is kind of a control freak thing. And I get that. But I had to learn these things. I had to understand 
what I was asking for when I finally felt like I could reach out and go, I'm ready for this scholarship to take place. Right. So you create an idea, you send it out to form, and then suddenly the idea is there and you start to see it in different places. So I, now I understand who I probably have three or four of them. I know they are specialized in legacy clients, but I didn't know that until I started. So I right. learned a lot on my own and I know that I've got the phone and managers behind me and yeah. support. Yeah. 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 I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you've got them behind you and you're behind us as well with this amazing gift. And so in our closing, I wanted to invite you to share with the listeners, our listeners and watchers, how they can learn more about you and, you know, stay connected. Gotcha. One of the things that I've had to do with my diagnosis is pull down my tech, pull down my electronics. It's not good for my brain. Electromagnetic frequencies are not helpful. And as I've, what would you say, um, gotten through time, I've gotten less desire to be on there. And the, the priorities are not where I'm at right now. So I've moved to LinkedIn. So I'd like to post more education on glioblastoma, more conversation about how to chat. When I see good quotes, they'll be up there. So if you want to follow me, I'd say go over to LinkedIn. Yeah. And that is Sharon Wonder. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. Wonderful. Yeah, I I so appreciate this um, this opportunity. You, like I said, we started with, you've been a story sharer at two out of my three, I believe, uh, ones that I've hosted for the photo managers, um, once uh, online and then once in person. And I, I really appreciate being able to count on you. And I am so appreciative of our friendship and um and you're sharing your your story. Thank you for giving me the time to do that. I feel the same way, Marty. And thank you for your friendship and letting me be here today to share some of my insights. As scary as they were, I made it through. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> more, You more than did it. You more than did it, for sure. And so grateful. So, so for everyone, thank you. And I, I don't do this very well. It doesn't really look like. <laughs> I don't have a hand, so it doesn't. <laughs> I never can do it quite well, but. Um, oh, that's great. But thank you everyone for um, uh, listening and watching today's episode of Things That Matter. And um, as I've mentioned during this interview, I host uh, story sharing gatherings called Show and Tales or AKA Things That Matter. And I host them virtually and I also host them in person. And um, I have done them several times for the photo managers, but in 2024, I'm shooting for bringing them to a bigger, bigger, you know, other conferences around the country. And I really would love to have you join me to, for an in-person one or a um, or a one at a conference. And also you are always welcome to invite me to host an event for your family, for your congregation, for your community, for your family even. Um, I think this would could be a fun thing for weddings. Um, and obviously it also has been used for memorial services and funerals as well. 
So um, without further ado, I just want to thank you so much again, Sharon, for sharing this time with us. Thank you. Take good care. <laughs>